Welcome back to One Book That Changed My Life, where entrepreneurs and experts share one book and the life-changing principles they apply. If you love that flash, that spark of inspiration when a great idea just leaps off the page at you, but you don't have time for all the amazing books you run across, then this podcast is designed for you. In each episode, you'll discover business books, past and present, that are changing the lives of people just like you and come away with insights you can put into action right now. So let's jump into the latest book. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to One Book That Changed My Life. We've got Garrett Maroon here. He's a buddy of mine, past guest of my other show, Real Estate Uncensored. He is a real estate uh, team leader. He also uh, owns a company that helps people build referral systems in their business. That's kind of what we talked about on the other podcast. You can check out his episode of Real Estate Uncensored. Uh, But Garrett, just real quick before we get into the book that you want to share, how do you tell people what you do? Yeah, man. So thanks again for having me back, Matt. Uh, it's fun to be this. I love this idea. I'm super excited to listen to all the other episodes as well. But so yeah, I'm a, I've got a real estate. I've got two real estate teams actually. Now we started another one and uh, and a coaching company. And I think you hit it on the head. The reason I love this idea is it's it's my brain versus their brain. You know, that's what business is. So mm-hmm. uh, it, for me, I'm just on a mission to learn as much as I can and stretch my mindset as much as I can. And the bigger I can get, the bigger my business can be, and the better for everybody that is around me too. So yeah, love it. You know, Nailed it. Love it. All right. So what? Uh, tell me a little bit about the book that you want to share and just when did this come into your life? Yeah, man. So the book that I chose, I'm sure like any of your guests, there's so many good books, right? Mm-hmm. That I could have picked, but this book called Soundtracks by John Acuff. Uh, he actually wrote a book called Finish, which I wrote, read maybe two years ago. And then I was listening to him on a podcast a few months ago. So uh, when we recorded this in October, 2021, so probably in, uh, I don't know, August, 2021, I was listening to him and he was talking about his new book that was coming. And so I decided to buy it, bought it for my team. We all read it. And I thought it was incredibly impactful. And then the name of the book gives it away, right? Soundtracks. And it's all based on what are we telling ourselves? And he uses it as what soundtrack is constantly playing in your head. What's the playlist, the songs that you're listening to yeah. that you listen to in your head over and over, because you listen to those way more than your favorite song or your favorite radio station or whatever. <laughs> it's what you're telling yourself each and every day. And uh, it's a very helpful, very insightful book for sure. Yeah, I love it. And we're going to get into the uh, the bullet points. But the first thing that it makes me think about, because uh, I, I haven't read, so I haven't read soundtracks because you brought it up right before we hit record. So it's gonna, I knew it was going to be a surprise, which I love those because now I get to go out and find uh, a new book to dove into. But it, it does parallel stuff that I've been reading about just on, I've been reading a lot this year about acceptance and commitment therapy. And I read a book called A Liberated Mind, which is amazing. It's by the founder of that school of thought. And he was talking about, he just calls like the, like your inner soundtrack basically is the dictator within. And it's such a great way to describe just the way that you talk to yourself. Cause you almost never talk to yourself in kind, loving terms, which I know we'll get to that in a second, but it was such a great way to describe what most of us have as the inner, as the soundtrack to our head. It's the dictator within. So I just thought I'd throw that out there because that's another, we'll probably have, we'll cover that. Somebody will cover that on the show at some point. And if right. not, I'll do it myself, but uh, let's, <laughs> no, let's talk good. about and the I first actually, bullet point. Yeah. And I was going to say real quickly to that too, Matt. So I wrote that down, but so interestingly enough, so my, one of the agents on my team, he lost his mom a few months ago, um, sadly, mm. kind of suddenly, really? and then lost his, one of his dogs like a month later. And so just oh. a rough season for him. And he ended up at, um, you know, he was working with a therapist and they've been really helpful. Well, 
when we started reading this book, he told me, he said, it's amazing. This is, they just use scientific language, but this book is exactly what they're talking about. And to your point, a liberated mind, that's what they're talking about. It's just, what are you telling yourself? What's going on in your head? You know, the danger of what lives there and whether it leads you to success or failure or an action or doing things you shouldn't do or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Um, yeah. and it's powerful. So I'm going to go yeah. read that too. It all, it all depends on what's going on uh, in between the ears, unfortunately. Um, so let's talk about the first. There, there's a few things that really jumped out to you. We covered that before we hit record. So let's get into the first one, because uh, I think John breaks down essentially three really important questions is kind of how you put it throughout the book that he talks about. Three, three things to not the questions that is going on in the soundtrack, but three ways that you can... I would say maybe drill down, get some distance between you and the and the soundtrack and start to question what the soundtrack is saying and where that's coming from, right? Is that what we're talking about kind of getting some yeah, distance? Yeah, right. Essentially, yeah. So he's yeah. he's saying here's three questions you should ask to determine whether you should listen to that particular soundtrack or not. Gotcha. Right? So you have a thought in your head and you're just going to ask these three questions whether I should pay attention. So this first one is is it true? Right. And he just makes a quick comment that one of the greatest mistakes we make in life is assuming all of our thoughts are true. So Mm -hmm. we have something pop in our head and just ask the question, was that even true? Right. The second question is, is it helpful? Because a lot of times, excuse me, a lot of times the the lack of uh, clarity or it being unhelpful or unkind, which we're going to talk about here in a second, is whether or not does it move you forward or does it keep you stuck, right? Does it just get us scared? Mm-hmm. Does it make us afraid? What, what does it do? Is it actually trying to help us, um, you know, stop overthinking the situation or does it just keep us in this rut that we yeah. know that we're in? So uh, is it true? And then is it helpful? And then, as I mentioned, the last one, is it kind? And he says that if we really pay attention to what we tell ourselves, if we if we said that to anyone, the things we tell ourselves, if we said that to our friends, they would slap us, right? Yes. Or they yes. wouldn't be friends anymore because just, no, you can't talk to people like that, right? Yeah. There's just basic human <laughs> relationships. But we talk to ourselves this way all the time. So is it true? Is it helpful? And is it kind? And I find that that's a, it has been for me in the past few months, a really quick way to go through and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Let me run through those questions. And then, okay, I don't think this soundtrack has merit. I don't know where it came from, but I'm not going to, you know, do my best to not pay attention to it. It's still there, but do my best to not pay attention and try to replace it with something else. Yeah, exactly. I think that was one of the, the insights that I took away just from the stuff that I've read over the last few months is that is the the soundtrack that's the fact that there's a soundtrack running and the fact that the soundtrack you know tends to be a little bit negative doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and i was starting to get to the point where i'm like it's something like do i have anxiety issues or something like that like it's like am i is something actually wrong and that the stuff that i've been reading freed me up a little bit from that to go no this is this is natural like this is your brain's problem solving meaning making soundtrack just running on autopilot all the time like it is what it is everybody has it uh yes it could be you know yours could be worse if you give into it and agree with it all the time absolutely but just the fact that it's running doesn't mean anything is wrong and that was super super helpful uh, I never really thought of it that way. And that was very uh, freeing um, just yeah. to just to look at it that way. Uh, and I love the questions because, you know, is it true? Is it kind? Is it loving? 
most of the time, it's none of those three. <laughs> you know, it's very rarely based in truth or reality. It's virtually never kind. It's, you know, I think I made the comment to somebody else that uh, uh, if I talk to my employees or something like like my team, uh, the way that I talk to myself, they probably they'd probably all tell me to go step off and leave my leave my team, leave my company. Uh, so I agree with those things. So it's good to just yeah, basically those questions like help us step back from those things. All right. So then, what's the what's the next big thing that stood out from the book? Yeah. So then the next thing he says, and everything he said was spot on, but he said, the question isn't whether or not you will hear a soundtrack today. The question is whether you will choose it or whether you will chance it. Mm -hmm. And that was really impactful for me because exactly what you said, you know, everyone has always said, well, we're our own biggest critics. And Mm -hmm. I think for so long, we've kind of just let that be okay. Or, you know, that's just something people say. And it's like, well, yeah, of course you are. You're of course your own biggest critic, but why, (laughs) you know, shouldn't we be our own biggest cheerleader, you know, Mm -hmm. and and, and I'll admit, honestly, Matt, that sometimes my optimism gets in my way and I don't look for anything mm. that's potentially wrong. But the reality of being able to wake up every day and say, I really believe this is going to work. You know, I, the, the, the thought process of waking up and saying, okay, I get opportunities to solve problems for people today, or I get the opportunity yeah. to figure out some challenging things, but it's going to make a difference in the world around me, or whatever it would be. You know, that has changed the actions that I take on a given day. That's changed the way I react when something goes wrong, because that's okay, right? It's just yeah. my opportunity to make something better or get whatever it might be versus, well, I'm not going to decide what my mindset's going to be and hope that it's good, and then the world around me is going to bombard me with negative things or whatever, you know, especially with COVID and everything oh, going yeah. on. And then my mindset's going to be terrible and I'm going to suffer and struggle through everything. And, you know, well, you're terrible at this, Garrett. Why, are, why can't you lose weight? You're, you're fat. You're slow. You're eating too much. You're a terrible dad, whatever it is. And I'm my own biggest critic. So I guess the world would say, well, that's just normal. That's what you tell yourself. And man, you, you can choose it or you can chance it. And I just thought that was a really powerful statement that he made. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, and I don't claim to have read this book because I've got it and it's still sitting on the shelf. But Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, right? Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've read a lot about Stoicism just from from the principles based, and they talk about how Marcus Aurelius would wake up in the morning and go, "Today, you're going to meet all kinds of people. Some of them are backbiting and you know political and mean and angry and irritable and all this stuff." He's like, "But it doesn't." matter. It doesn't have to affect me. It doesn't have like, it doesn't have to get in the way of, of what I want to accomplish. Basically saying like, Hey, that like just kind of planning for normal things of life are going to come up. I'm not going to let that stop me from doing what I set out to do. And just, it would some, it's something that he would tell himself every morning. And I've, so I've started to try to get into that habit of not only just envisioning the, the, the win, the success that I want the day to be, but also just to remind myself that like, it doesn't matter. Like some of those things are going to come up. There is no such thing as a perfect day where you encountered no obstacles and not to let that ruin the rest of the day and get labeled as a quote unquote bad day. You know, when I was younger, if bad things happened in the day, that became a bad day. And as a result, I had a lot of bad days. And guess what? That means a lot of bad months and a lot of bad years. And it was all just in my head. It was all just mental junk. So it's taken a long time to clear that up. I, I wish I would have come across some of these books right. earlier. It would have helped. <laughs> he had a movie made after him. So we just do that. I guess we'll be okay. But you know, exactly. something you just said, I was actually listening to a podcast with uh, Jim Collins yesterday. Oh yeah. And something real quick, something he said that I thought was really fascinating. Actually, I haven't finished the, the podcast, but something I thought was really fascinating is he, he says for years, he has an end of the day journal, 
that. And the one thing that stuck out to me in particular was he ranks each day from plus two to negative two, right? And any number in between to how good was his day. And, you know, looking at it from a total perspective, not just what particular thing might have happened that was really hard, but the total perspective. And he said, because, you know, he'll have a couple of days that were negative two or whatever that were pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and he would write down essentially what he had done, like what had happened through the day and then give it a ranking. That's what he does. But two things that he said made a big difference to him when he would see a couple negative twos. Well, if he didn't have his journal, he wouldn't be able to look back and say, yeah, but let's look at the year. Look how many plus ones and plus twos like this actually has been a good year. Right. And then number two, he was able to look and say, well, when I see my plus ones or plus twos, or when I see my minus two or minus one, whatever, what consistent things do I see that I wrote down of what happened that day? Let me either try to do more of that or, you know, avoid it if it was a negative two or whatever it might be. So it just is like a running list for him to see, here's my scoreboard for my year. Here's my scoreboard for my week, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was a way for him to combat just feeling bad about himself and feeling like there was no reason for him to keep pushing what he was trying to do. And I thought that was a great, really wise insight there. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Hey, it's Matt. And if you want to turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, that is the question I am obsessed with. And you can get all of my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos, etc. It all goes into the Microfamous Field Report, which is available only on Substack. So go to microfamous.substack.com, enter your email address to get access for free. And now let's get back to the conversation. I know a mentor of mine has been pushing me to do more of that. I'm, I'm decent on journaling a little bit in the morning and ranking how I feel in the morning. I'm terrible journaling at night. I do a daily report to him so that, that there's some accountability there. That's been the, the biggest difference because I'm, I'm not typically good at like journaling at night or anything like that. Um, but I've, I've gotten into the practice and I've done it for since 2017. I think I've sent a daily report virtually every weekday with very few exceptions every day for the last four years, three and a half to four years. And yeah, like I've never given a number ranking, but we have like four or five categories that I write a couple of sentences in at the end of every workday and then shoot it off to him. And he still reads it, even though I don't pay him as a coach anymore. Uh, so we're still good friends. So that, that works out very well for me. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, even if he didn't, I honestly don't care if he reads them. I mean, it's nice that he does. I appreciate it as a friend. But it's it's a great way for me. Like I've got this record going back three and a half years. And this, I was also thinking, uh, so I have this little like a, a Trello board where I track my my to-do list essentially as a Trello board where it's sorted out by uh, high cognitive and low cognitive. And then this week and next week, right? So I've got a few different columns where, you know, the tasks and projects just get kind of stuffed. But I don't delete things once they're done. I put them in a done pile and I can literally scroll back through that done pile and look at all the stuff, all the projects that I've done, all the tasks that got done. And yeah, so it's just interesting to look back through there and going, oh man, like I remember when that was a big problem. I don't even think about it anymore. And I remember when that was a big project, it's all done, it's all built. And just, yeah, it gives you a really cool mm. sense of uh, sense of fulfillment. Because, yeah, your, your, your dictator within just keeps, the soundtrack doesn't stop. It just keeps running and telling you you're not enough. And, yeah, you've got to have the, like these mechanisms to remind yourself that you are and that things are going well and you're making progress, you know. So, anyway. Okay, let's talk about the third. What was the third thing that, uh, that stuck out to you about the book? 
Yeah. So the third thing was he said, broken soundtracks like to traffic in absolutes. Everything, nothing, none, and forever are sure mm-hmm. signs that you're overthinking. And I mentioned to you, you said you like the show too, but my wife and I love the show Suits. And Harvey Specter always says, if there's a gun to your head, there's 146 other ways to solve the problem. <laughs> and for me, it just made it, right. It's just amazing. It's a great line. It, it, uh, oh, it's so good. It just made me recognize for myself is that I tend to, good or bad, well, this is working, so it's always going to work, or that's not going to happen, and so it's never going to happen. And just thinking in absolutes as opposed to, in the past few months, really trying to understand there's so many ways to get to this point. Right. There's so many ways to get to where I want to go. And, you know, even for me building out my team, I've gone through five or six different models just in the past month and a half based Mm -hmm. on, okay, this is what I want to do. Wait a minute. That doesn't necessarily make sense. Maybe I'll go do this. Okay. That doesn't make sense. You know, and, (laughs) and along the way also being, and I mentioned to you before we started recording, but I, I hired a board of directors for my real estate team. I went to a mastermind in Arizona. I started a mastermind to bring it here in my state in Virginia, because I just want to be around people who have either accomplished what I'm trying to do or think in a different way that might spur me on to say, wait a minute, what I just what I just knew, quote unquote, beyond a shadow of a doubt, wasn't ever going to be possible. They just did it. So clearly yeah. it is possible. And I can't, I need to stop believing and thinking in absolutes because there are lots of options and opportunities, 146 different ways, right? To, to solve a problem. And I yeah. need to be one of the yeah. people that knows how to think through those different variations. So that's been really helpful for me as well, just to understand absolutes are, are a sure sign of a broken soundtrack. And when I, when I recognize that's there, I need to really start to think about different ways or get help or whatever it would be, take time to think through the problem. And uh, that's been super impactful for me for sure. Yeah, it's, I've, I've been on, on a similar journey too, even though I haven't read the book, just from the other stuff that I've read this year. And I, I noticed that about myself. So like, um, so from, I don't know if it's a combination of my own personality and then from years of listening to stand-up comedy like Adam Carolla and stuff, I have a sense of humor that I like, I make fun of things by exaggerating and catastrophizing. So everything is the worst. Everything is terrible people are dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that, that, like, I don't necessarily always feel that way, but that's my sense of humor. That's how I deal with the world is to exaggerate for humor. And it's fine when it's strictly humor, but I have noticed like at once I, once I realized I was doing that and I realized that there is actually such a thing as catastrophizing, you know, like, like psychologically, you can blow things up and out of proportion, right? You can take the same event and you can say it's the worst and say it's terrible and you can make it terrible, even though it actually isn't all that bad. And I, I did used to do that. So I noticed that there was both a humorous side to it, but then there was also a serious side where I actually was doing that for real. And I was letting that soundtrack run and taking events that there were 146 different ways to solve the problem, but I declared it terrible and, and, and horrible and, and suffering and then didn't do what I could have done about it. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like we've been coming to a lot of the same kind of realizations just through different means, but it's so true. Um, I think that Ryan Holiday said it in the obstacle is the way. Like there's gonna be stuff that happens and you can you can either take it as it comes and deal with it, or you can stack suffering on top of suffering by making it worse than it is by how you respond to it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm working on is not stacking suffering on top of suffering just deal with yeah. the deal with the challenge as it is which i think it was good about the the first question that he asked about when you when you question a soundtrack is it true 
It's such a great question to start with because it forces you to like re-examine, am I just, am I exaggerating? You know, am I, am I just looking at this wrong? Have I gotten the opinions of other people that have already conquered this and they already have the answers? Like you're doing all those, all those right things, getting around people that have already, you know, dealt with those things or they just have a different mindset. Cause oftentimes it's just not as big a deal as you think it is. It's just maybe Absolutely the first time true. you've come across it. Yeah. And I'll even give a very quick example. So one of my best agent on my team, he last year was his first year. He made $50,000 and his attitude was, you know, he literally would text me the word urgent, urgent, right? Like something's blowing up and he would use the word, everything's on fire. Like he would say that all the time. <laughs> everything's on fire and you know, this is going on or whatever. And I, you know, my year was spent like, Hey, it's going to be okay, bro. <laughs> Calm down. It's not, not everything's terrible. We're going to solve these problems. And most of the times we did well, literally the biggest change I've noticed in him this year was he stopped using the word fire. He doesn't say everything's urgent. He's got an understanding that things are going to figure themselves out or he can mm -hmm. figure it out. And he, you know, it's not terrible. It's not always going to be this way. He can solve it in a different way. And last year he made 50,000 this year. It's going to make 225,000. Yeah. Significant change. That's awesome. And his mindset and his understanding that, man, the stuff that he was telling himself just wasn't true. Yeah. And it was keeping him from being as sick. He can be more successful than he is now, but keeping him from being successful at all. And so just the change in that, and I've noticed that very clearly, it's been amazing to see that. And I think yeah. this, this, well, everything we're talking about, what we're telling ourselves, that was the key. That's what was keeping him down. And yeah. it's been amazing to see that change. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's one thing to talk about stuff that's changed your life and that's cool. And I love it. I love every second of it, but yeah, when you see it, you know, when you see the things that you're working on, maybe the book that you give somebody to read, the work that you're doing with them behind the scenes in your team, and then you see that translate into changing somebody else's life, that's that's a completely level of different level of feeling. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. yeah and it. it's just reality. And you talked about too, I mean, the the when when I listen to other people share books and you know, they're leading teams or whatever it is, they've got a business, whatever it is they're doing, it's just a reminder to me that my mindset is going to impact the mindset of the people around me. Yep. And so I want to be better because I want them to be able to be better. And if I'm limited or limiting myself and what I tell myself or who I'm willing to listen to or be around, then they're not probably gonna grow past me, right? They're gonna mm. get stuck because I don't have a big enough vision. And so, you know, I mm. really do want to understand what am I telling myself? because I want to be able to tell them the right things as well. And, you know, that's a lifelong journey for sure, but oh, yeah. uh, it, it just makes a huge difference. It makes a massive difference. And this book was impactful, but I'm going to go read a uh, liberated mind. I think is what you said it was. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go read that. Cause I just, it, it is our brain. Our brain is the battlefield yeah. of, for everything. And that that's the most important part. And I really want to understand that better. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, man. Uh, how can people connect and just kind of learn more, especially, uh, I think this audience would probably be interested in connecting with you about the coaching company. Cause you're, you're literally teaching people how to build systems. And especially if you're kind of in the real estate world, but you also work with, you know, other types of businesses on how to build systems in their business that generate referrals predictably, cause that's what your teams are based on. So how do people reach out and connect? Yeah, man. So uh, they can go to businessbyreferral.co, www.businessbyreferral.co. That's our website. Or you can just email me, Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, at businessbyreferral.co. Would love to connect like you, Matt. And that's one of the things I admire about you most, but just happy to help. I mean, whatever yeah. I can do, whether you want to hire us or not, I, I would love to help in any way that I can. So yeah, anyone can engage me there. Happy to share resources. 
I don't have a clue what I'm doing most of the time, right? And we're all just figuring it out. But uh, the psychology and the predictability of relationship for me is really what I've studied yeah. and, uh, and have been able to do something with that. So yeah, I would love to help in any way. Yeah. Yeah. And people should absolutely check out your episode of Real Estate Uncensored, where you go a little bit deeper into that, especially if you're in the real estate world, because you get a ton of value out of that. And there are things that that you shared on that, that just people that I don't hear other people saying, you're not just rehashing classic stuff about referrals. There's more uh, updated and psychological grounding and really insightful stuff that you brought to the table. And then just how do you systematize it and build into a business? There's all kinds of stuff. So people should check that out. Uh, and then for the podcast itself, make sure to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, there's a new follow uh, button on Apple Podcasts, by the way. So you got to subscribe and then follow kind of like what you do on Spotify. That way you actually get the new episodes on your device. Uh, and then uh, make sure to stick around for the next episode. Go out and get the book Soundtracks by John Acuff. And the one that I shared because I can't stop talking about it is A Liberated Mind. Uh, Stephen Hayes is the author of that one. So I guess we got two books for the price of one. How's that? <laughs> I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate being here. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing the show. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other entrepreneurs and experts. Every time you share the show, you're putting life-changing ideas into someone's life. Now to get the micro famous field report that helps you turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, go to microfamous.substack.com and enter your email to access it for free. That's where you get all my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos, everything goes into the micro famous field report. So go to Substack, sign up for that today. So you get that and stay tuned for the next episode of one book that changed my life. We'll see you there.